It's Tuesday, December 8th, 2020, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I'm your host, Marcelo Pico, uh, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society. In case you don't know that by now, I've been doing this for way too long. Um, it's yet another episode of the podcast in which we cover the films of 2020. Uh, it's going to be a, a running theme for the next few weeks, and uh, talking about a great movie that I just saw like minutes ago. I just finished watching, and I have a great guest to uh, to talk with about this great movie. Uh, it is Catherine Gonzalez, editor-in-chief of ShuffleOnline.net. Hello, Catherine. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> All things considered, I'm doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy. We were uh, pre-pandemic times. We like went to the theater screening, and then it was like, <laughs> and then our lives changed. Everyone's yeah. lives. Changed. Oh boy! See, and this is what I want to get into. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I, I I think we met like I, it, it was at the beginning of 2020, right? Like, uh, yeah, because like, yeah, we're 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 both um, uh, in Austin. And we met through these press screenings uh, that they had in, in Austin. You know, press screenings in a theater, not virtual press screenings. A million years ago. Yeah, <laughs> back when those were a thing. Um, and I remember saying, you know, yeah, uh, I, I was instantly like, yes, like, you're a great person. Got to have you on my podcast. And now, <laughs> what, like 11 months later, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but... Here's what here's what, what uh, something we talked about before we recorded too was just how we were handling this you know uh, whole change uh, in the landscape of theatrical exhibition <laughs> um, yeah. because it was one thing to experience it you know before March you know uh, before the the cancellation of South by Southwest mm-hmm. that was just the old fashioned way you know go to a press screening write a review you know attend these press junkets do interviews you know in person whatnot. Mm-hmm. but now you know uh, in these pandemic times I want to ask you Catherine as an editor in chief yourself how are you handling the, the pandemic and covering film and and getting you know your work out there yeah it's been sort of a process because i think even before the pandemic um my like nine to five job is like i it's it's like a more serious job than what i had in the past because i've been doing shuffle for like five years and then i got this job like about a year and a half ago and it's more like it's like a career job and i'm really excited for it and so that was already kind of taking shape of like taking a lot of time and like having to kind of rebalance things with my content stuff and, and with shuffle and, and doing that and managing writers and also the podcast. Um, like sh- we have shuffle the podcast, but that's been sort of like on the hiatus. And so it was, it was a struggle. Cause, um, I was at first I was like, Oh cool. Well, um, I'll get to see more things cause I'll be working from home, but that didn't necessarily mean like I could do whatever I wanted. Like I was working from home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I remember that first week, um, uh, I didn't do any, like I didn't go, um, like, out, like I didn't go out of the house cause I was just like, Oh, well we shouldn't be going anywhere. Um, I didn't even go walk. I, I hadn't started really my like health thing, which I can talk about. And like, it was just like shock, I think, because I think 
I had been doing well in like my work and I was excited. I had like met you and like other reviewers and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, cause you know, usually when I go to the press screenings, I kind of shy and like, I just like go in, go out and like, don't really like, I wouldn't mingle as much. And I was like, oh, I want to make an effort in 2020 and like meet people and, you know, like have that sort of connect. Um, and then like, I felt like everything was going well and then that happened and luckily I got to keep my job. So I'm really grateful in that regard. Cause I can't imagine going through this and then not having like, you know, as many people did. And like, so I can't, I I'm at least lucky in that regard. So I don't, I don't, I feel bad when I say like, you know, I, 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 in some ways I have been doing good. Um, but in terms of the content stuff, yeah, it threw me for a loop because it was just figuring out the life stuff with your work from home thing. Um, and then it was also like another element of, um, I was really worried because I had been on this like health, uh, journey where I really wanted to uh, make better choices and work out more. And I, I, my first thought, um, when we were going to start working from home, I was like, Oh great. Like now I'm going to watch TV all the time and, um, just eat food and I'm going to, you know, gain more weight or like, you know, I'm just <laughs> yeah. everything that I had been like kind of working towards, um, like in those first few months, um, I, I was wor- really worried, but luckily, I mean, I, I, I was actually able to go and walk a lot and I really put my, I give credit to my husband too. Cause like he started walking and like that kind of gave me motivation. And, um, but we did it separately cause I don't believe that you, I think you will, if you do depend on somebody solely, like you won't do it on your own. Right. So I would do a lot of workouts separately and all that, but that was really my focus for a long time. And like shuffle kind of got put on the back burner because I was like, all I can mentally handle right now is making sure I do my job because like remote stuff was hard because I have all the office things, making sure I had everything at home. And then also, um, focusing that like, I wasn't going to go down this rabbit hole of eating and and emotionally eating and and figuring out that aspect. Um, and so it was a little hard in the beginning. Um, and then also having people that depend on you in terms of like editor in chief stuff is hard. Um, because I know they want stuff posted quickly and, you know, like it, it, it just can be a lot like dealing, not that I, I have a really good team and they're really great personalities are very understanding, but just in general, it, it can be a lot. Um, and I don't like putting that on my team, you know, like I don't like, I'm also really bad at asking for help because they do it on a volunteer basis. So then I put that extra stuff on me and then it's just like this <sighs> guilt trip, um, you know, and then if you don't get things done on time, then you're you kind of avoid it. And then it's just like another circle of guilt. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can relate to that. Listen, but. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because it, it, it's like, it's like I'm talking to myself right now. It, it, yeah. A <laughs> yeah. lot of, a lot of those same issues you brought up. Well, one thing I, I personally need to work on is my health. Like likely I've hit kind of a plateau in terms of weight gain. So that's good at least. Like I'm not getting any more weight, but I did gain plenty of weight because I did cancel my gym membership because I am not going to, you know, breathe the air of other sweaty people during a pandemic. Yeah, I know. Uh, I canceled my class. <laughs> yeah, so that wasn't happening. Um, I haven't been out, you know, walking, jogging, running as much as I should, but still, you know, it, it's a work in progress. So that's one thing. Um, and then the work... Yeah, it, it, it honestly, it, it, it got to me this year where it felt like I was doing too much and maybe not focusing enough on like me and like my, you know, personal issues. And maybe I was putting too much to talk from society, but I managed to luckily, you know, with the help of 
you know, like 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 uh, like yourself. Like, I have great people around me who are contributors to the site, who are still so active and are are uh, want to put that work out there. And I'm happy that they are that you know active and happy with putting the work out there. And I'm at this point. Like with like the podcasts uh, we just released in the last you know month or so, um, uh, there are great hosts of these new shows that I guess my point is if they're doing a lot of the work in terms of editing, <laughs> then I'm grateful, yeah. and I'm like yes, yeah. I will publish it, I will help you get it on there, but when it comes to editing, you know uh, that's I think where my strain is you know with pod- with podcasting that's one thing. Like I'm only editing one show so far right now. It's the Lord of the Rings show that comes out every other Monday, and oh, and this show that I'm hosting right now. So those are two. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to writing, that's a whole other thing. Like I figured out yeah. podcasting. Like podcasting, oh, yeah. I have like covered for Talk from Society. It's the writing that's a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> you know, and and yeah. this and this and this I want to touch on too, because um, we talked about this off mic too. I loved going to film festivals. I loved going out and seeing, you know, you know, five movies a day, and mm-hmm. and have you know planning that out, and and you know, uh, for South by Southwest, like jumping from theater to yeah. theater, and like yeah. that that rush for those two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. or so, it, it made me feel alive. But when it comes to watching films at home, whether it's a festival or it's an online screener. It's a lot harder for me, uh, and and I think for that reason my work suffers because my writing work suffers because um, it's hard for me to be attentive uh, and be active when it comes to watching a movie at home. Not that I can't watch one at home and, and have that enthusiasm, but to me it's a different ball game when it comes to you know watching a movie in a theater, reviewing it, and then watching a movie at home, reviewing it. So that's 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 my perspective. Uh, how do you feel about? Oh yeah, have you done any virtual film festivals like this past year? Yeah, I um I did one, but like like you like yeah, I didn't seem like it's funny because I think in one way like I was like, "Oh, I can watch a lot um, you know, uh based on what I get." Like it would probably still be the same amount of things if not more that I would have gotten. Maybe not so much the interviews cuz it was just like a lot of online stuff. Um, but I didn't find myself excited and I felt guilty again for that reason. Cause I was like, I'm getting this virtual film festival. I think it was the Fantasia one. Uh, um, yes, and, yes. Yeah. And I, I don't even, I don't even know if I like, I, I just wasn't excited for it. And I like not the festival, but like the experience of watching it on my, cause I also, I think the thing that I've also learned this year. Um, and I think as I've gotten older and like also doing this for five years and I don't know how long you've been doing, I think you've been doing years for more than that. Um, is like as you change like in your life like your responsibilities change i think i'm and these realizations are barely coming like in the last few months i think of like a growing pain to know like my relationship with shuffle has to change not like i'm going to give it up but it's just like it's different on what i want to do right like before i would spend a lot of time like every day and night like I, i you know like like i would even like put off stuff like in terms of like really you know like I would be like hey I'm going here I have five events and like and my husband would be like okay like when are we gonna hang out you know like <laughs> I would put it first and there was a lot of that going on um and then this year is like hey like you know we're doing that and and I had to realize like oh like yeah like there's actually like some priority stuff I need to put first and shuffle unfortunately couldn't be first um because 
uh, it's just like an extra thing, right? I love it so much. And he, and it's not like, um, anyone wanted me to give it up. It's just like, it's growing pains, I think is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah. No, uh, I completely understand. And I, for anybody, uh, who wants to know how long I've been doing this, um, I'd say roughly seven years of podcasting maybe, and just four years of the website, uh, being up, um, yeah. which is, oh, uh, I, 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 stuff and then i think i'm i tend to be one of those people that like i'm a sagittarius and i think i i, I mean i don't believe in all like I, I do believe in that sense just because it describes me so well like i take on a lot of things i know i can do a lot of things i know i can do them well but i do tend especially like in the last five years i would take on a lot of things and then i would just like home stuff would fall to the wayside and it's like oh but you go and do this you know and it was just like oh yeah you know and so i did start scaling back I think during this time when I thought um I would actually be doing more because it's virtual and you know we're home but I actually found myself not doing more of like watching stuff like I I do watch a lot of tv I found myself watching a lot more tv shows because they were really good this year um but in, in terms of movies at home I think also in the first few months I was avoiding like sitting on the couch because I was also worried right. about the health aspect right. of it and so I think I I I didn't want to go there um, because of that reason. And then also seeing like all the social media stuff, because like we follow a lot, like I follow a lot of critics and, and, and reviewers or whatever. And just seeing that, like, I was like, man, like I'm having such a hard time and people are like watching a lot of things that used to be me. But like <laughs> during time, like I just can't do it. And it doesn't make me any less of a critic or a reviewer or that I love movies less. It's just like, sometimes you have to put priorities, especially during a pandemic, you know, like, oh, yeah. like, like perspective and so I've, but it does make you feel like, oh, if you don't watch all these movies, are people not going to think I'm knowledgeable about my movie stuff? And that's not true. Like I went to freaking film school and like I yeah. watch movies, I know things. And so it's like, it's just like a circle of guilt from everywhere, right? Like, um, like not doing enough, doing too much <laughs> and then seeing people do a lot and then also feeling guilty that you're not doing posting stuff there. And then it's just like, it's been a lot during like pandemic times, but there has been some good stuff too, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, like this year for obviously has been a drag for many reasons, you know, <laughs> for everybody. Um, and um, but there has been some positives in there uh, for me, at least. I know for you know uh, for for you too. I mean, uh, just just following you on Twitter. I know. Uh, not not. I don't know if you want this, you know, made public. But aren't you moving into a house soon? So that's that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that that's yeah. something where it's like, okay, like I do have to, you know, um, like I actually, um, you're talking about setting boundaries and cutting back. Like, I this will probably be my last guest spot of the year because usually oh, wow. I would have probably like, um, like old Catherine would have been like, okay, like I still we're moving in the 18th or whatever, and we can uh, I can still do this and this during the week, and I probably wouldn't be packing, and then you know that would probably lead to like some domestic fight, you know, between like hey like <laughs> priorities, you know, and so I'm actually thinking ahead now. I'm like, okay, no, like it's okay, like you can just start again in the new year, and like guest pods and like all your other stuff that you want to do with shuffle is still going to be there. What is like really important? Not that it's not important, but it's like. I don't know. I think, I think it just shifts based on responsibilities as like I've grown up. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I will say you have a leg up on me because I don't think I've, and this is me being very upfront. 
I I think I'm just now realizing not 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 today, but like in the last few weeks, months, I'm realizing that yes, of course, I've been very uh, maybe in a word selfish, maybe in a word just not um, knowledgeable enough in prioritizing, you know, um, you know, relationships versus. Uh, you know, podcasting, writing, you know, talk from society stuff. Um, yeah. it, but I'm glad you've got a handle on it. Somebody has to. <laughs> and, well, I yeah. mean, it was kind of it was kind of like a thing where I think if my partner hadn't brought it up to my attention, I think I could have kept going that like selfish way. And of course, I I love <laughs> love him. So I was like, well, I gotta choose what's more important, you know, um, in that regard. And, um, so it was kind of a little bit of force, you know, to get oh, to that yeah. point. Um, oh, yeah. and, um, and also like all the points were valid. I hope he doesn't listen to this cause I don't want to know that he was right, but like <laughs> he always knows he's right. But, um, but yeah, it was like, I started thinking about it like, Oh, I got on my way to do all the media stuff, but then I won't like, you know, I, I wouldn't like tidy up or something. I was like, well, that's kind of bad. So like, I really worked on that this year, uh, or like, these during the pandemic time, like, um, getting kind of those lazy habits also like in home life. Um, cause I'm not very domestic by nature. <laughs> um, he's more of the domestic one. And so like learning those life things. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's it. it so I can understand like it, it's, it's hard. Like, and I think, um, I tend to sway like how you're saying, and it, it has been a challenge to like put those things aside and be like oh no it's okay like let me think let me do this first you know or whatever well i'm sorry i have to do this to you but i'm gonna bring in your husband to the skype call we're gonna have a nice couple's counseling <laughs> session talk it all out just right right here live on the podcast um no um imagine if i if i did that it'd be a totally different kind of show i just <laughs> prank people um yeah i mean that uh, so let's talk 2020 movies because that's the main topic of of this episode and this theme of uh, these episodes for the last few weeks I've been and you know to, to your point uh, I think you know because um, I see these people online on film Twitter quote unquote watching all these movies you know getting their top tens uh, you know you know stacked up. And usually around this time I'd be out you know uh, in a theater watching maybe you know, you know, two or two or three movies on a Sunday, just catching up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, but now at home, I don't have that enthusiasm that I, that I should. Yeah. And a reason why I'm doing this series is because it gives me that sort of homework where it's like, yes, I'm going to sit down and finally watch. I'm thinking of ending things for this podcast. Uh, it's twofold. It's because it's the main focus of this episode, and it's also on my list of 2020 movies I need to catch up on. So that's me leading us into that main topic. I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, you, you you suggested we talk about this, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. It's been on my list for, for weeks now, and I'm dying to see it, and I just saw it this afternoon. Mm. Uh, why don't you start? What? Why? 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 Why pick this one? Why? Uh, why? Why did this one stand out to you? So I am a big Charlie Kaufman fan, um, and like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of my favorites. Um, I know he wrote, he only wrote that and he didn't direct it, but um, the writing. I mean, all all his work is really like you can see that it's a Charlie like you know it's a Charlie Kaufman film from the yeah. writing, um, and then it's cool when he does when he directs because then you. It, it seems like it would be his whole vision and I'm thinking of ending things 
I don't know. I, I wasn't really sure what it was going to be. And then I, to be honest, like the first time I saw it, it was, <laughs> I think I had overscheduled myself. And <laughs> so I was actually, I, I, for something I had to see it. Um, and I didn't really pay it. I like, I paid attention, but I had to be doing like, I was multitasking, which is horrible. Right. Like right. I don't want to like doing that with, especially with the Charlie Kaufman film. So I thought I got the gist of it, whatever. I did that, um, thing, uh, where I had to talk about it. And then I saw it again because, um, it was actually coming up like, you know, in a, in a thing where I had to just do a different research. And then also I talked to you and I was like, Oh, double whammy. Cool. I can knock it out. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's just so good. And I caught all the things I should have caught. And, um, it, it, it is, it is one of those movies that it feels like, and I think this is with all his movies, maybe, um, I, I always, and I heard the conversations around this one, like, I don't even know what the purpose was or like, oh, that was too complicated or what does it even mean? But like, I think sometimes people get lost in like wanting it to be so like perfect, like the, the, the formulaic thing that we're so used to and maybe just being slightly off. So it feels like, oh, you're watching something new, but with, with the Kaufman movie, like it's, he goes like for, it, it will all come. I like, he, he ties it all together with like the little cues that maybe it does take a second watch to understand but um specifically with i'm thinking of ending things i liked all the questions that i would brought up in me especially with everything that i just talked about going on like um like purpose and like originality and um like the fact that we don't really think about we distract ourselves like um uh because we don't want to think about the end and um but then if we know the end we can enjoy the present more like i don't know it just like brings up so many of those things that we don't really think about on a normal basis because we're just going through life because i think our human psyche probably distracts us from that because we don't want like if we knew that we're ending like why would we want to like keep going right (laughs) Um, so yeah i just found myself on the second viewing like getting really philosophical um and really thinking about all those things and i love that his movies always do that um and i i don't know i really i really enjoyed it and i picked up on a lot of stuff um the second time around too so i'm curious to know what you think um watching it for the first time well i I was gonna say like i i admire you uh approaching this a second time because right off the bat after it ended i'm like wow can I watch this again? <laughs> like, I mean, as in, like, uh, w- would I be in the mi- in the right mindset to watch it again? Because, like, oh, I love it. I do. But it's just so heavy. And I think it's already just so immersed in my mind that I'm okay with not watching it for a while. <laughs> Especially, and, and it's not, that's not like a, a, a negative at all. But it just affected me so... Uh, so deeply in that first view- viewing, especially with what I've been going through in the last, you know, two weeks, which uh, I'll probably talk about at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, it, it, it uh, and it's very much Kaufman-esque, Charlie Kaufman-esque um, in a way that was unexpected because I came into this pretty blind. Like I, I, I knew who was in it. I don't think I, I had even seen the trailer. I just saw like stills online and I knew people loved it. So, uh, and as far as I knew, it was just, you know, uh, these two characters, Jesse Buckley and, um, uh, Jesse, uh, Plemons, uh, Jesse Plemons going to visit, uh, Jesse Plemons parents house, you know, cause they're a couple and Plemons wants, you know, uh, his parents to meet, you know, his girlfriend, you know, that's the premise of the movie mm-hmm. at, at the start. Yeah. And then it just goes 
into these insane deep places that uh, I don't know if we should even like spoil what happens like you know about halfway through, but I'll just say it's like yeah, it was very Charlie Kaufman esque, like Eternal Sunshine, like adaptation, um, mm-hmm. like being John Malkovich. And I'm like, yes, like, like to your point, like this is, uh, th- this is him to a T. It's like unfiltered, and by the end, I was just just flabbergasted. Like, wow, um, uh, I can't believe what I just saw. I can't believe he he went to that depth of like, because uh, it does touch on like humanity and death, yeah. and it does that in a very poetic, spiritual, sometimes dark way, which. Which I I much appreciated and um, yeah, and he does um, it through those references too of like being and in, for us like being film lovers or what and also just also like there's the music references and and book references like also using that to convey like the big life stuff I love because it's like that's something that every I mean the references are very specific so you might not know them but I like that he uses that to convey and not just trying to like this is my talk you know like I I, I think it's very approachable in a way like the way he does it. Like yeah. not like a not like in a I know everything you know it's not like preachy it's just like putting it out there and like what he's interpreting and then you can interpret it too I like that it's like yeah. immersive it very much put the it put, puts these ideas of these great writers I think <laughs> one of my favorite bits <laughs> is when uh, uh, Buckley sort of Im- imitates Pauline Kael and that was like amazing amazing um, uh, uh, you know we should also say. Maybe as as like a jumping off point too, um, Jesse Buckley's performance in this is astounding. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites of the year, and that moment when she kind of goes into this—I think they're talking about woman under the influence—and she pulls out a cigarette and kind of becomes Pauline Gale for a bit. That was brilliant. Like that's some of the best acting I've seen all year. Um, yeah. But but yeah. But to your point, like it adds these. Um, it references these artists and the uh, these works, these poems, and it doesn't, you know, uh, slam you over the head with it. By the end, it, it it like like any human, you know, appreciating art, it gives it to you, and you just have to interpret it, you know, like like in, like any other schmo. Like, here's this beautiful <laughs> poem. Take with it and do with it as you will. And I loved the aspect of this movie because yeah. some people would say it might be pretentious, but I don't see it as pretentious at all. It's no. just. Yeah, and it, no. it's an exploration of like art in a way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think yeah. i think um coffin's a lot of things but i don't think he's pretentious i think um i think nolan borders on pretentious and i know people think he's like more in that realm but i think he's just a lover of cinema too which is a different conversation but like i think i don't know i think it's like a very fine line and like i think he's just an ex- explorer too and i think that's why i like him because i ask i'm I, I remember like my brothers growing up, like I would ask so many questions. I was annoying. <laughs> and I think like, I, so I love doing that. And so when, when um, a movie makes me like ask my internal questions and like go down all these rabbit holes, I love that. Um, and maybe people don't like that. And so maybe they feel like they're they're They wanted, they wanted to be so tied up, which is a different kind of movie. Right. Um, but I don't think that makes the movie, this movie, like you shouldn't use that as judgment against this movie if you, if you want to just to like be tied up all together because it kind of defeats the purpose. It's like life. You don't really know what your purpose is. And that's like kind of what this exploration is, I think. I don't know. There's a lot of like beautiful meanings in this movie. And when you watch it again, maybe later down the road, I think you 
like you also appreciate it um on different levels like you said there's like the surface level premise then there's like these all these other sub ones and um it's kind of cool what you'll relate to based on like what you're going through at yeah, a certain time exactly and i found so much of it well not a lot of it well so, uh, a bit here or there relatable because you know to even say it's fully relatable might, oh yeah you know might be uh, a disservice because yeah <laughs> <laughs> to to describe it is it's it's like a, a view into the mind of one particular person. Um, and that's sort of a mystery. Uh, that, you know, that's as much as I want to say without spoiling it. But mm-hmm. that is what I found fascinating. Because halfway through the movie, I was like, wait a second. Like, there's like a switch. There's like switching of narratives. Like, uh, of course, Jesse Buckley is like the main focus at the start. But you start to question like where that's going. And that's kind of the joy I found in this movie is like, it is sort of a mystery too. It's like, what exactly is happening? Why am I seeing these images? What is she experiencing? Um, uh, And I think at that point I realized, yeah, this may be my favorite script of the year. Maybe it's it's certainly up there, but it it really threw my mind for a loop. And I, I was happy by, I was happy with it by the end. Like I wasn't, I, I want to say I wasn't confused because it does leave a lot to uh, be, you know, interpreted. But I felt satisfied. I'll say, you know, with mm-hmm. how it ended, and and how it, how it left things. Uh, Which I think uh, that's a question. I, I guess um, um, because I think um, seeing reactions to movies now. I think that's also maybe an issue I'm having um, during this pandemic time that we. I, I didn't have as much because we would go to the theater and you would talk to the people there. So maybe not everyone was tweeting out their thoughts or like posting it on social and coming at you like when an embargo lifts, like you were actually out there seeing the movies. Right. And so um, like being confused, I know that was like one thing, but isn't that kind of nice too, though, to be confused sometimes like with a movie? Cause that like um, in different aspects. Right. But like, I, I don't, know if I necessarily agree with the argument where like, Oh, it's so confusing. That was dumb or whatever. I was like, well, why was it confusing? Maybe like, let's like dig deeper and especially with the coffin one, I'm not saying that with every movie, <laughs> but, but with, um, with, Co- I know he has like the purpose, like he's a good writer and he ties it all together. So like, maybe like, it's okay to be confused. Um, you know, uh, because he brings up so many big ideas and maybe that's the point. Cause like I said, there's things in there that, um, it's like, as humans, you distract yourself from, you know, not doing things like we talked about also in, in the beginning, you know, and and um, maybe you want to be confused in some aspects because you don't want to think deeper. <laughs> I don't know. I'm um, just like being really in-depth, but like. Yeah, um, no, I, 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 I totally get you because that satisfaction I felt, I'm not going to say I was totally like 100% clear of what was going on. There was confusion there, but it was confusion, like you're saying, like that I could interpret and kind of perceive on my own level. It's like that's like I, my way of, of, of thinking is like, well, that's how I think it ends. Like that's how I I imagine what the story became. But mm-hmm. uh, is it is it you know is it clear? Not <laughs> I know like yeah. it's so, somebody else's interpretation, which I haven't read yet. I haven't read a lot about this movie, which I should do now. But I'd love to hear anybody else's interpretation of it. Like if it, if it veers away, how how far it veers away from my interpretation. But I find that fascinating. One question I have, and you did bring up Nolan before, but, and mm-hmm. and and the point of um, confusion. Have you seen Tenet yet? 
Yeah, that was actually, um, there was one press screening, um, I think like, I don't know. Oh, yes. Yeah. I I, I got that email, but uh, I I passed on that one because, yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I replied replied because it said like respond in an hour and I was like, okay, I'll see how many people um, because that person kept the email, like, like listed out who was going. I was like, okay, that's surprising. Um, and, um, but I was able to see how many people like had RSVP'd and I, I, I knew it was going to be like in a big theater and I was like, okay, well, like I, I, I'll go, I'll double mask it. I'll wear gloves. Yeah. I'll sanitize everything. So I made a trade and then like, I just stayed away. And then when, actually when I got there, there was even less people than had RSVP'd. Uh, so I felt... Uh-huh generally like like really safe. like if i i also told myself if i go and there's like a lot i, I th- i'll leave you know like yeah. i believe yeah. in science guys I, you know like all that stuff <laughs> i um I, I should say i'm not judging because uh like two weeks after that i went to see tenant by myself at an amc yeah. and i was also masked and and uh because like oh, with with that particular uh press screening um, like maybe I should have responded. Maybe I should have, you know, just just have. You know, I should have seen who was going because that was my worry with this whole thing. It's like how many people are going to be there? Who I, where am I going to be seated? You know, because at least when I go, I've been three times to the theater since March. I went to go see Tenant two weeks after it opened, uh, like on a Monday, you know, afternoon when it was like only like one other person there, like five rows behind me. It's like fine, I'll do that. It was my birthday too, so that was my excuse. Oh yeah. <laughs> then the second time I went to the theater was seeing Memories of Murder, which was like a one-time thing. It was the new 4K restoration, and I had never seen that before. And I was like, okay, fine, you know, I'll go. There's nobody there. Nobody's gonna see Memories of Murder on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> then the third and final time, the third, the, the, I knew this was gonna be the, the this is gonna be the end for me. I was not gonna see another movie until I got the vaccine. I went to go, I went to go see Mank two weeks ago, in a theater, mm-hmm. and that was it. And uh, that was the first time I stepped into a, an Alamo draft house since March. And mm-hmm. it's it's uh, three times now going to a theater. It was like scary each time, honestly. <laughs> and I'm yeah. I'm lucky I've I'm I survived. And two weeks later, I feel okay. But ugh, it's uh, but you know, going back to Tenet. Um, yes, because it have a lot of thoughts when I was there. <laughs> Uh, now, now, uh, confusion. Feelings. Yeah, feelings. Okay, see, I, I, I did see that twice. I, I did see it uh, in a theater at, at an AMC, and I did see it at, at, at the drive-in theater. Because um, when you brought up confusion, I'm like, eh, let, let's talk to it, because I was confused by the end for sure after the first time I saw that movie. <laughs> I was like, what what exactly happened at the end? Who... Who did what? And then it was on. Yeah. It wasn't until the second time I saw it. Well, like okay, that makes sense. But you know, you know yeah. Well, it was yeah. a while ago, so I actually I can't really. Um, I remember. Well, so my feelings in in general, I understand. I don't. You know, it's up for like what is. I don't know what the right wrong thing to do, but I can understand why Nolan wanted you to see it in a movie theater right. because see it in the movie theater. Like I don't think I could have enjoyed it like for the first time at my house, like I think I would have got so distracted, like not because of the movie itself, but probably uh, a lot of that. And then also just like, I I have been distracted even by the best movies at home. So um, I think that would have, it, 
I, I couldn't. And then like the soundscape too. Like I know people were talking about the dialogue. I, I didn't really mind that as much. Like I, the music's always really good in his movies and the sound thing was fine. And I saw it in that Dolby theater. So it was like really Ooh, loud. Nice. And um, I think it was like a, maybe it was some part being like the first time in the theater for like a long time, like six months. Yeah. <laughs> so I was maybe like in a euphoria state of like, Oh my God. Like and then it was like a Nolan movie, which regardless of whether you like or hate him, like it's an experience. And I appreciate that about him. Like he wants to make cinema an experience. And like, I don't understand the hate around that because like we love cinema. Like I want it to be an experience, you know? So I appreciate that aspect of him wanting to do that. Um, and, um, and then the movie itself, like, yeah, there was a lot of, st- like, I, I do need to see it again because I can't really remember, um, like, from four months ago because it, it feels like a million years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do want to yeah. see it again because I did enjoy it. And I remember coming out of it, like, I was so happy. I got that, like, the the movie high I always get, like, when a movie is, like, either really confusing, but you're like, I think that was really good. Um, and I feel like I would have had that same reaction if I had seen, I'm thinking of ending things in the theater. I think right. I would have been even on a more, uh, like, I, seeing it in in at the at how at home and thinking it's like really good i can just only imagine it would probably have been the same feeling like when i came out of tenant um and then they had masks in tenant too so like it was really like a surreal experience oh, too because yeah. i was oh, right mask like usually i get popcorn and stuff but i was like no i'm not gonna get any food i'm not gonna take off my mask um so it was like seeing like um uh john david washington in a mask and then like <laughs> like what uh what's his face robert pattinson and like i'm like i'm wearing a mask like it was like there was so, like a sensory, I think, like overload and like life overload. With yeah, that. It, it, it's quite a surreal experience uh, for those who did go see it in a theater to be wearing a mask and, you know, have like that entire like second and third act be like, you know, these are our protagonists running around in masks, too. Yeah, it, it was weird. But yeah, to to that point about like, I don't fault Nolan for wanting that experience to be a part of his movie. Um, I, I, I more put the blame on, I don't know, you know, the government, <laughs> you know, uh, yes. sort of fumbling yeah. this whole thing, uh, as, as we're still seeing, um, happening with like now, like the third wave or second wave, you know, whatever mm-hmm. is happening now. But, um, yeah. And it also breaks my heart to, isn't fully break my heart, but I understand the frustration about the new HBO max deal and how next year, all those movies are going to hit streaming the same day as theaters. And I love the theater experience. Like I did, I do, I did also get that high, uh, first time watching tenant because even though I was confused, I was like, and yeah. I think my main point was like, I don't know if it's the fault of Nolan or just me not catching on, uh, at the end of, of tenant because something just didn't make sense to me. But then having seen it again, I was like, okay, that makes better sense. So maybe I'm just too dumb, or maybe that film is just constructed so densely that it takes two viewings to, you know, fully understand it. Like, I maybe. think so. I yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's like that. Like, like Inception. I remember people saying that too, and I think I was confused the first time, and then now that I watch them, like it makes complete sense. And I've also had those layered dreams, so I think it made more sense to me. Um, like watching it a few more times later. Ah, uh, um, yes. But um. But yeah, like I think I think he's another one that like I don't think he's just throwing stuff in there, or maybe he is. I don't know, maybe I'm giving him too much. But um, I think he's not like just throwing them. Be like, I'm gonna mind fuck with that, you know? Like I think that's what people think when you're just like behind a like 
you're not in it or like you're not writing stuff. And I think like there is more purpose to than just trying to do whatever, you know, like these people are like making films. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't yeah. like that. Like just the hate towards like, what is he trying to do? It's like, well, he's just trying to do something new and like different. Like at least it's original idea or something. Like, yeah. And, 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 and I, and I'm not angry about the sound mixing because like, sure. Like I having seen it twice, like, you know, it's not necessarily what you expect from, like, a big action blockbuster where um, you can hear the dialogue over, like, the loud explosions. And I think he said he's he said this before, like, in interviews, like, that's, that's his purpose. Like, he would rather you, you know, he would rather push back the dialogue and, you know, put, you know, the sound effects forward. It's, it's a stylistic choice. And just people just yeah. aren't used to those choices when it comes to sound editing. I think that's not necessarily groundbreaking but it's a choice and i'm like you know if he wants to do that fine uh but i get the sense of what these dialogues you know i i get the sense of what they're saying i, I catch every other word that's fine um <laughs> but i'm not gonna fault i'm not gonna say what is he doing like why why does he keep using these like you know loud thundering booms and covering up the dialogue like that's like that, that. that yeah that's yeah. a nolan movie for me that's what makes it experience so and and going back to that other point i made i don't fault him for wanting to have that experience in a theater for people but i guess it's, it was just you know yes <laughs> yeah, r- yeah. R- wrong place wrong time you know he, yeah. he you know he but really he i could understand his reasoning but i'm not for i wasn't for like hey let's everyone go to the theater no, no. Not that. honestly it, he really should have just waited like a year and 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 just wait or, or longer but uh, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. So Nolan, uh, uh, good effort, but you've you've endangered a lot of people there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nolan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's it's uh, my 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 thing about this whole pandemic thing and and studios and theaters doing anything um, uh, like the HBO Max thing is like, well, these are strange times and they have to react in a way that people will find you know unexpected so that that's kind of how i how i'm trying to uh, walk through these mind you know minefields of like the, yeah the, the new i world. mean I, it's funny yeah i saw the conversation around that and to me i was like okay cool like when i feel safe to go back to the theater um like i'll go to the theater because i love it you know like i love the popcorn i love the jalapenos like i want to go back so bad um and i'm sure other people even people who are not um like wouldn't go as much as we did um um, we'll still go too when it's, when they feel safe. So I don't think it's going to die. And I think it's actually a better model. Like I would want to go see movies, um, like, uh, at the theater because essentially also, I think they forget, like it's, it's cheaper to take your whole family to the theater than it is to go to Disney world. So people are still yeah. going to take their, um, families to, I mean, I would, um, to a theater more so than like, it's easier to do that than like a big trip that you have to save for. So, um, I know there was like talk about that. And then I always like hate when like, like a tenant thing, like I would love to see tenant in the theater and then come home and be able to watch it three times again. So like they can get you where, Oh, they'll get my money at the theater. And then like they can come like, cause it, it won't cost you like, you know, if you're paying for HBO max, like that's still a little expense, you know? Um, I mean for some people, of course, like it might be a lot, so I don't want to judge that either for right. me. I, I pay, I, I get all those cause it, it's important to me to have all those. <laughs> um, so I budget for that, um, in my, um, expenses. Um, but, uh, so I would like love to be able to like, 
come and then watch it like as many times as I want. Like, I don't mind that. Like, um, I'm not opposed to it. And I think they should do what they think is better, uh, what best for them. And if it doesn't work out for them, they'll change um, again. So there's no point in getting outraged. There's already so many negative stuff going on. Like, let them figure it out. And I, I'll do what I feel is safe if I can go to the theater because I love it or stay at home and watch it. Like, at least we're still watching movies regardless with those yeah. both scenarios, which to me is like the end goal, right? Like, at least we're getting the movies and content made. And I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, uh, a friend of mine, actually the co-host on one of my other podcasts, uh, Soderberg2828, Mike Schindler, he just uh, forwarded me an interview by Steven Soderberg saying, like, no, theater is not going to go away. Um, you know, they were built because studios and, you know, uh, other people who love movies want to show movies in theaters and people will show up eventually when it's safe. And that's reassuring because I think Soderbergh is a prophet. <laughs> I mean, he'd listen yeah. to me on any other podcast and, uh, and, and look at the movie contagion, you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he can, he can see into the future. Um, and, and I love his perspective on that on the business end because like 15 years ago, like on a small movie like bubble um, that nobody has heard of and nobody has seen, like he tried to work, he tried to experiment with the theatric, the the theatrical exhibition. And he tried to put that movie in a theater. And then like, I think the same day put it like on DVD. Like, so he's always been working in that sort of like where, where we are now with like HBO and and um, and Warner Brothers, like the the, the 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 day and date deal, I think Soderbergh has always been a fan of that. And like you're saying, like uh, I would love to see, you know, when it's safe, like I would love to see Dune on the big screen, yes, like in Dolby, and then yeah. and then go home and watch it again, like on my 4K TV and Dolby Vision on HBO Max, like that would be amazing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that because hopefully by next december or whenever that movie's coming out dune like maybe things will be a bit safer fingers crossed yes yeah yeah and i i think the end goal for me is um and i I don't know if this is just perspective and um everything going on or whatever and i'm not i don't know if i'm not right or wrong it's just how i feel so it's how i'm gonna move forward (laughs) i'm not telling anyone how to go about it or what to feel or anything um but i i just think like we get like I, i was I've been doing a lot of retrospective thinking, I think, during the pandemic. I think a lot of people have maybe. Um, and if you would have told like 12 year old cat that one day you could be watching, like you would have a whole library like in in like streaming and you would have all this stuff that you could just like you could watch Lord of the Rings anytime you wanted or like whatever. And um, like she would have been like, what? Like, oh, my God. You know, like that would have been crazy. And so sometimes I think um it's like perspective is like, it's okay guys. Like we still get to watch the movies. Um, it's not like how you want it to be, but it's okay. Like, I don't know. I think there's just in my mind, being a movie lover, we're still getting movies. It would be something different if like they said, we're stopping production and we're not going to get movies till like 2025. Right. I would be really sad about that, but there's still so much content coming out that I don't see why we need to get mad at how we're getting it. And eventually it's going to work itself out because no one wants theaters to stop completely. And I don't think that deal was meant to kill the movie theater. It's just like them adapting. (laughs) 
absolutely so. yeah and yeah. and yeah don't get me wrong i mean i love movie theaters like i i can't wait to get back to one but you know i can't in my right in my right mind like say let's go now let's go see yeah i don't even know what's playing now unhinged for like the 25th week in a row like no <laughs> uh, you I, I i i can wait like as soon as i get that vaccine yeah. i'm there like for a full week you, you won't see me doing anything else i'll take a week off from work and just go watch movies not stop yeah. yeah and it's great the, where i'm moving um in austin like there i saw there like at the 10 minutes down the road there's a huge amc that is like i think it's brand new and i think it has i don't know if it has the dolby and i was like oh my god like please like please yeah. stay alive so i could like when it's safe i'll i'll be there like every I every think, weekend i think i know where that is is that like up north yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. Like I, yeah, of a highway or something. I don't they, know. they they just built that AMC like at the end of last year. I think I think one of the first movies I saw there was um, Rise of Skywalker. And yeah, they yeah. they they have Dolby. It's 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 a nice theater. It's a nice theater. I'm just nice like, theater. please survive, survive, <laughs> so I can be there. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get back. But I think that's a good endpoint. It's it's a hopeful one for the future. I think theaters will survive and. Hopefully we can get back there safely and and enjoy uh, stuff like Dune. I I so I'm so looking forward to that movie because that's going to be a a big beautiful movie. I want to see that in Dolby. I want to see that in IMAX. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Catherine, thank you. This was fun. I I, I had a great talk. Um, it was it was great talking to you finally after all this time <laughs> meeting you in person. <laughs> saying I'm gonna have you on my podcast soon. Eleven months later, here we are. Um, hey. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We got to adapt too, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go, plugs. Where can people listening find you online? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at thingscatloves um, and also at shuffle online on Twitter and Instagram. And then I also um, have a, a Latinx Lens podcast um, and you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at Latinx Lens. And shuffleonline.net is where all our contributors and stories are. So um, please go check that out too. Awesome. Please do that, folks. Uh, you're great, Catherine. Thank you so much. Um, as for me, go to talkfromsociety.com to find all of our writing and podcasting. Um, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfromsociety. Um, we have a lot of great new shows that you can listen there uh, before they you know jump on the free feeds. You can, you, can, uh, you can catch up to all the new shows right there. And that's it. Stay tuned for more of these episodes in the coming weeks. We'll cover more 2020 movies. I'm still planning things out. It's been a hectic last two weeks. Oh, I'll say this. Thank you to everybody uh, who shared um, some well wishes to me and my family. We've been going through hard times, but uh, we're, we're, we're doing better. Uh, uh, um, one thing I want to say is, uh, yeah, take this pandemic seriously. Like, w- w- wear your masks. Be safe. Don't congregate like a bunch of assholes. Be safe because it, it is it is a serious thing. And if anybody hasn't learned that by now, then then please do before you know it it it, it, it comes to your front door. Honestly, that's one thing I've learned. You know, not not that I didn't already know this is serious, but having it um, you know affect me so personally. Yeah, this is a big this is a big deal. So please be safe out there. And again, thank you for anybody who um, uh, gave me some wishes uh, uh, these past two weeks. It's 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 it's, it's definitely helped. So thank you. Um, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. And as I say at the end of every episode, hey, see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye. Thank you.